Take you beyond the barbell. And now for your host, Mo Dingo. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take you beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Mo Dingo, and across the table from me is Brody. What's up, bro? What's up? That's it. What's up? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. This is our first episode. So what are we about? What are we about, Brody? I don't know. We're about all sorts of shit. Yeah. Uh, so what is this show about? It's basically a top show that we're going to talk about things related to fitness that you were not are normally going to get in a 60 minute class. You know, during a class, they're going to teach you how to fix your form, you know, how to pace yourself, all that good stuff. But I will openly say I am not someone who's going to get you to the CrossFit games, you know, at, at best on a good day, I'm probably an above average athlete, but I've been doing this for, probably about six years now. I'm not, I'm much better than I was before, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm not going to get you to those things. So I'm not going to the games. Well, I mean, I'll buy you a ticket. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the stuff we're going to cover, you know, just like we're going to talk about philosophy, programming, nutrition, psychology, culture, etiquette. We have some folks within our community that are um, marketing by trade, uh, talking about social media, how to get these types of things into your ecosystem so that way you can be more productive and reach out to more people. But I think one of the things we're inadvertently going to wind up talking about is leadership. Not a lot of uh, offerings out there for, for leadership on podcast wise, as they pertain to fitness, there's a lot of other uh, talks like Ted talks and things like that. Uh, there's a handful of guys that talk about leadership. I think Bergeron, you know, yep. he talks about those types of things, but not many other podcasts do. So what do you think? Does that sound like something we can do? Oh, we can do this. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot I like to talk about. Actually, I was sitting up here programming one day and uh, <laughs> it's like one thirty, and my phone goes off and it's Mo. Yeah. <laughs> PM. It's usually AM though, but yeah, um, we're both night owls. My phone goes off and I get a text from Mo and it says, Hey, you ever think about doing a podcast? And I'm like, is this the right person? <laughs> like, hey, what's up, man? Is this was this meant for me? Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I'm like, no. Who the hell would want to listen to what I have to say? And he's like, oh, I think uh, people would. So, no, and I. Every time we get together, <clears throat> we uh, we have these long, undocumented conversations. Yeah, unfortunately, Usually, they are undocumented. Unfortunately. Now they're going to, now they're going to be documented, but, uh, it's over usually beer and food of some sort. And, uh, uh, like most great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I, hell, I just thought we were talking and Mo gets his idea of starting a podcast. And honestly, I've never listened to a single podcast. Well, not religiously up until he said something. So I thought he was just blowing smoke. I had no idea that this was going to actually happen. And <laughs> here we are. Now, so me and Brody, uh, we've known each other for about two years or so. Uh, yep. It, yeah. It all started. I, I reached out. I'm a DJ and um, I reached out to him one day and just seeing if he needed some support and wanted to try having a DJ at one of his competitions. And uh, that's where the relationship started. And then, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the CrossFit community and 
I do a lot of Brody's events. And so we just always have random talks and sometimes I'll just swing by his gym, hang out, or we'll just throw down, go have some pizza and beer. And I'm part of a podcast uh, for DJs. I've been doing that for about two years. I would just sort of sitting around one day, just thinking about some of the talks that like Brody mentioned that we had. And I was like, we could probably make a show out of this <laughs> again. You know, like most good things happen over pizza and beer. We just got to talking. And then I think that night you, uh, I got a message like at two or three in the morning. <laughs> it was late. <laughs> I mean, I'm up, I'm up so late. It's ridiculous. And there was like three pages of <laughs> topics the things that he thought we could talk about. And I was like, okay, well, I, I guess he's interested. Bro, I can't sleep until I get that off my mind. Like, I'll lay down. I'm like, all right, I gotta go to bed. And it's like 2.30. And I'm laying there for like 35, 40 minutes. I'm like, I can't sleep. I got stuff to put on paper. Stuff to get out of your brain. Yeah, man. Yeah. It just won't, I can't shut my mind off. Like, I don't understand it. Never happened in high school. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anxious then, but... um yeah, man, I had it. Mo didn't know this, but when he first hit me up, I had, I've been writing a lot of notes in my iPhone and a lot of the notes, I mean, it's just, it was made out of frustration. It was made out of things that I thought could be done better, not just for me, but for others. And it's like, is borderline going on a book of stuff mm-hmm. that I just, I stay up at night and I just can't, I got to get off my chest. And I'm not going to take it to social media and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? So it's all in my notes and it's just crazy. I never really thought about, really thought about it until Mo hit me up. And I tell you what, he's right. I haven't, I haven't stopped thinking about this since. There's a lot of great topics that we have that we've been hammering out on Google Drive or Google Docs, sorry. And uh, the last month and a half or so. Yeah, I think we've been talking about this for Probably about two months now. Yeah, two months. Uh, he started, we started really hammering, putting topics out and he would make comments underneath it and I would add to that. And we literally have, I think he just added it up around six months of content <laughs> already. And it's not stupid stuff. You know what I mean? It's stuff that I, I love to talk about my experiences, but uh, I think pivotal things in the CrossFit and fitness community that we can all relate to. So, yeah, I mean, we, we both, uh, come from, well, we both in a part of our lives where CrossFit is very important to us, but Mm -hmm. that's not what we want to make this show about. We want to make it about more fitness. And like I said, talking about things related to all avenues of fitness. Again, most of the stuff will be CrossFit centric because it would be ignorant for me to try and talk about Zumba or Orange Theory or anything like that, because I don't know anything about it. Right. But I'd argue that a lot of the things that we're going to bring to the table will help anybody in every, in any avenue. In life as well. I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot that you can transcend from CrossFit to life and then CrossFit to business and then business to CrossFit and life. It's just crazy. It's like a, yeah. there's so much that you can feed off of each element to make another part of your life better. And that's, that's where it's at, man. Like this isn't about just how, how awesome can you be? Can you go to games um, how great of an athlete you are. That's one small piece of what fitness is. Fitness is that community, the things that you can bring from life into it and then from your community into life. Um, it's pretty deep. And I mean, I'm not a real deep person, I guess. Maybe I am, but <laughs> we'll find out. Um, no, but there's so much you can bring in. And I'm really excited to just hammer out these topics that 
you know, like I said, man, a lot of people they'll touch on them, but they will, they're scared to get into them. Like if anybody knows me, I'll tell you exactly how I feel and I'm not being a dick, but I know where I stand with someone and they know where they stand with me and I got opinions and they're not always right, but I'm going to tell you how I feel because I'm going to listen to how you feel. So we're going to dig into these topics and, and we're going to hit them deep, dude. There's, there's some sensitive stuff that our community and other communities that just kind of either a take for granted or B, they just really never address the issues. And man, there's some really strong communities out there and it's because they all support each other and, uh, in these times. Yeah. And that was another reason why I wanted to try and do this is to just bring our local community together in a way that's, you know, digestible because, you know, the goal for this show is to be like, you know, a 30 minute weekly show, right. You know, (laughs) something that everybody can listen to driving to or from work or while the kids are at softball practice and you're just watching them and just need something to kind of occupy some space. And we're going to look to you guys, listeners for a lot of our content and subjects. More than likely, a lot of you will be on the show. (laughs) Whether you know it or not. Watch out. Yeah, watch out. So you talk a lot about how CrossFit can have an impact on your life, but tell me what you were doing in your life before CrossFit. I mean, I was just... Because you're a gym owner. So yeah, yeah, let's let's put that out there. Yeah. So going on year from number four, CrossFit Excess. Here in Vandalia, Ohio. My whole life, I really... I didn't know what I was going to do as far as... Like, I knew I was going to be a business owner. And I knew I was going to start a business. You said that entrepreneurial spirit, bro. I didn't even know what the hell I was going to do, but I knew something was happening. Mm. I never knew it. Like you come from a family that is entrepreneurs. No, I guess I come from a family that are self-driven. Um, you know, probably kind of necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, I I would say I got a lot of my uh, mom's spirit on that. She had, she got her GED. She had a pretty tough childhood. And, uh, I guess we both know that kind of tends to breed dedication and determination you need and that drive to not fail because mm-hmm. if you do no one's there to pick you up you know yep. what i mean so um i got that from her you know she ended up and still is one of the most successful realtors in maybe ohio mm-hmm. i mean she's she had about a 25 year career made a great life i got that from her so for my entire life i've known i was going to start a business i really didn't know what it was it's not like i said well, I'm going to start a CrossFit gym. <laughs> like I would have never guessed. I didn't even want to be a trainer, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Initially, I just wanted to, I just wanted to work out. How'd you, how'd you fall into CrossFit? Um, so we, I used to fight MMA and, and do all that, you know, circuit type training, right? Mm-hmm. Hit training. Yeah, yeah. High intensity stuff. Um, and I, I, I was at your typical gym, you know, buys, tries, skip leg day, <laughs> maybe hit chest. Um, but you know, I was at a typical gym. Angie had started it, the CrossFit about six months prior to me. Okay. And your I wife, remember your wife, Angie. Yeah. And she came up to me and she's like, um, Hey, I'm going to start CrossFit. I'm like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you never even heard of it. Right. So this is probably 2000 seven 2006 okay so this is before it blew up back yeah, when they were still all, at the ranch yeah i mean right after that you yeah. know in our community there was only like three gyms two gym three gyms yeah okay so there was practice and crossfit heights and crossfit troy okay yep so and i was like cool and then she was like well it's 150 dollars a month and i'm like what what do you get with that yeah like <laughs> are you kidding me no yeah. way and um 
that was crazy back then, right? Like I'm going to the regular gym for 25 bucks a, a month, month. Yeah. Right. But whatever. So she started, I never hated on CrossFit like a lot of dudes do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, it was just not where I was in my life okay. and, uh, kind of started, went to a regular workout. Uh, didn't really like the, the Saturday community workout. What I took a passion to was when I was in class, mm-hmm. when I went to the class and the structure of the class kind of got me involved into mm-hmm. CrossFit. And then now I've been doing CrossFit. Actually, I just, what, about eight years now, seven, mm-hmm. eight years, fell in love with it. Yeah. Every aspect of it kind of led me down the path to be a trainer, even though I didn't want to. And then my passion from being a trainer led me to, well, kind of led me to, to opening a gym. Angie had said something about it probably six months prior to us opening. Mm -hmm. And was this uh, another one of those three o'clock in the morning? No, this was, (laughs) so Angie will have ideas and most of the time they're, crazy like really bad and um i'll edit that part out no leave it there (laughs) everybody knows her no so she came to me with the idea and i'm like no like i'm not open a gym like do you understand how much work that is Mm -hmm. no but you'll do it like what so she planted the seed kept chipping away at me and uh one day i just looked up everything got the cost said went to her and said, Hey, we can open a gym. It'll take us three months to allocate the funds because mm-hmm. we don't borrow money. Yeah. And, uh, then she didn't want to do it. <laughs> so you're like, like, Whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute, bro. I was like, you started this. This is your idea. <laughs> oh, I don't want to anymore. Uh, I'm in, I'm nah, in, you're I'm already in. in. Yeah. yeah. You're in. And next thing you know, we're here four years, man. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. For me, like my experience beforehand, I was the traditional gym rat guy back and by chest and try. Um, going like five days skip a week, legs. skip legs. Yeah. D- did some core, but obviously didn't work out so much. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a full figured dude, but spending, you know, two to three hours in the gym and then doing that five days a week. And for me, the one thing that always happened to me is I would get bulky real quick. That just like, what's wrong with that? Well, but I was like, I, I'm, I was were, just were like a bulky chunky or dude. Fat? No, I was bulky. Okay. Like just, but I don't like that feeling of a bulk. Okay. You know, I was a fat kid growing up. So, you know, I always had that psychological barrier and just, I didn't like how it felt. And, um, I'm in the military and one of my students one day came to me and said, Hey, uh, you know, let's go to this CrossFit class. I'm like, what the hell is CrossFit? He's like, Oh, you know, you go in there and they do a bunch of different stuff and you're over in an hour. And I was like, and that's the part that initially intrigued me. I was like an hour. I was like, okay, well, what can I possibly do in an hour? Right. If you only knew what was coming. Yeah. I had just like zero ideas. If you knew 10 minutes was enough. Yeah. Sometimes. So, so for real, uh, I go to this class, Brian Stevens. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure he knows I'm talking about him. We go to this class and we do the warm up, And I think it was like three rounds of Cindy or something like that. I was fucking smoked <laughs> after the warm up, And they were like, all right, now that we're warmed up, we're going to go do this class. And I'm like, what? What? that's not class i was like we're not done so then um our warm-up is your workout yeah exactly right? and so like i'm starting to like question like why i'm here at this point even though i've only been there like 15 minutes at this point so then we go over to the whiteboard and the coach says all right today the workout is the filthy 50 wow doing 50 this 50 this 50 this and i'm like i'm sitting there i'm looking at the board and i'm like so i just pick one of those and i do 50 of them and that's it <laughs> 
He's like, no, you do 50 of each of them. I'm like, the hell's a double under. Right. You know, I didn't know what half of those, I knew what pull-ups were. And, and you knew 50 wasn't and cool. And I knew 50 was not cool. Yeah. And so he's like, well, just do as many as you can. I'm like, well, I don't even know what these things are. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just, what, okay, okay. And, and, now I go, you, and now you fast forward how many years and people still feel that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. So, um, I'm going through and I, and I'm, I'm dying. I'm freaking dead. You know, there's like, but the thing that made me not actually walk out was I saw all these people that were like half my size and that whole ego thing kicked in. I was like, I, I, I can't, I, I literally started take. I took like two or three steps, like towards the door. Right. And then I stopped. And I was like, no, that's bullshit. Don't be a bitch. Don't, yeah, don't be a bitch. And I turned around and I did whatever flailing attempt at whatever movements there were. And uh, for me, there was a lot of fear involved because some of the, like the box jumps and things yeah. like that, because I've had uh, both my hips replaced. And that was like a huge thing for me. So I was like, I can't jump on that box. He's like, okay, well then just jump on this little step. I'm like, okay. Um, and it was like a little, like maybe 10 inch step and boy, it, you'd have thought I was jumping out of a fucking plane or something. Cause I was, I sat there and stared at the thing for like a good two minutes and I did that first jump and I was like, okay, I'm not dead. Let me step down. Did another one. Okay. I'm still not dead. Okay. And then obviously, you know, I, I, I didn't beat the time cap. Well, yeah, that's a tough one on your first day. Yeah. So then, uh, after that, I was like, that really sucked. Um, and then the next day the student, he was like, all right, all right, sorry, Morris, we going back today. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah. I don't remember what the second one was, but then for some reason I just, I kept going back even though like after that first week, you know, back, back then I had hair and then like, I remember clearly not being able to wash my hair because I couldn't get my hands above my head. And I remember like rolling out of bed because I couldn't stand up out of the bed. And it was one of those things where I'm one of those guys that if something, I don't like things to beat me. And because I felt defeated, I was like, I'm not going to not finish this up. So then after about a, maybe a month or so, the pain stopped. And then I started seeing like a little bit of improvement. And that's when I was like, okay, this isn't so bad because again, that whole, I was getting smoked in 60 minutes. Right. And this is back in the day. So, Oh, 2008. So the whole model of people doing, um, a wad end strength really hadn't come to prevalence yet. So what I really liked was the strength days. Cause we would do like some nasty long warm up yeah, and then we would just dudes crushing Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would just like lift something really heavy, like 10 times. I was like, ah, I like this. Yeah. This is my wheelhouse. And then, um, after that, it just became part of my life. Yeah. You know, I saw the, I, I appreciated the efficiency. I appreciated the smoke out of it. And I liked the structure. I liked the fact I didn't have to go and decide what I was going to do. I wasn't doing the same thing every day, you know, you know, do Windler strength cycle five, three, one, you know, it was one day I was doing pull-ups one day I was running one day I was doing burpees you know, one day I was doing jump ropes and all this. And one day I was climbing a rope and I really appreciated the, the variance. Because up until then, I had never experienced I mean, we did a little bit of circuit training like when I was in high school or something like that, but nothing that was cha- as challenging mentally and emotionally as CrossFit. So, yeah, man, I mean, that still hasn't changed to this day. Like, people still come in and they just, some people never even really heard of CrossFit. 
No. It's still crazy to me, right? And uh, to imagine how big it is now to us, and they still don't understand what CrossFit is. And, you know, people come in and they have those fears. I mean, the, the first box jump, the, the I can't, which I can't stand. Like, mm-hmm. when people say they can't do something, like, you can. I didn't ask you to, like, do a I didn't ask you to rob a bank. Some people might be able to do that <laughs> more than doing a box jump, right? So, yeah, the, the the mentality is huge. The fears, the fears, real every single day, and that's not just your your first time CrossFitters. That's your six month, one year. There's mm-hmm. still there's still some fears, man. That and fear will hold you back faster than anything. And and I tell you what, dude, when you break that barrier like you did, yeah, it's now look at you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you still hate the filthy fifty, I'm yeah. sure, but. <laughs> You can do it. Yeah, my gym bit. does it every Thanksgiving and I'm like, uh. <laughs> you can do it a little bit better though. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to latch onto is, yeah, I'm scared and, and I'm not going to be great, but, but I'm better than I'm I was better yesterday. Better than I was yesterday. And dude, that's, that's where it's at. Like you can't, you can't get wrapped up. Like, you know, you talked about ego, man, I, how many people I see just come in and a barbell, a 95 pound barbell, which is nothing just crushes their soul. Yeah. And they just check out. I'm like, really? That's, that's all for me. Like even at, at the infancy, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this CrossFit thing, but I ain't doing this Olympic stuff. That stuff looks dangerous. That looks scary. I'm not lifting a bar over my head. Might so die. then, so yeah, I might die. So then fast forward to last July when I'm taking my USAW class, you know, <laughs> yeah, you realized you weren't going to die. So you're like, all right, I might as well embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fear is real. I mean, pr- CrossFit, we were just talking CrossFit gets this huge rap of all it does is injure people and, and it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's just, there's so many other more dangerous things out there, like running, you know, I, I get runners in here and they're going through our training course and they can't even squat to 90 degrees mm-hmm. um, because they're so jacked up from running. And, yeah. uh, and I don't diss running on this, any form of fitness. I want you to be healthy. But don't sit here and say, hey, CrossFit's the most dangerous thing in the world. I'll tell you what's dangerous is bad trainers. That's dangerous. Well, I think what is even more dangerous than that is not exercising. And that that trumps that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Yeah, no, you're right. Not doing anything is the worst. But if you're going to sit here and peg things, it's not CrossFit. It's being in an environment that you're not led properly and that crappy form is accepted. And just to add a five pound total to your, your snatch or whatever. Okay. I dislocated both arms, but, but I, I PR'd. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, no. And you know, it's just crazy that that's even an issue anymore, but you know, that's the thing with CrossFit people can do what they want to do with their gyms. You know, guys and girls, you know, there's always that part that ego plays, Yep. you know, you always have those athletes. I mean, it can be good, but sometimes it can be detrimental. And like for me personally, that's part of the reason why I don't compete because I know I will injure myself because I will want to, you know, give everything I have to the team, you know, and, that, and I know with, that's within me. So that's why I just avoid it completely. And I just DJ instead. <laughs> yeah. You, instead of paying the workout, you're getting paid, paid to, yeah, watch to watch people, people work out. out. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, that looks bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's man. plenty of times where I'm DJing your comps. I'm like, man, that looks awful. They are. I feel so bad. Some, no, I'm kidding. I don't. No, you don't because don't. you because the you continue to program horrible, horrible, evil things for people. You know, people and people keep coming back. They do, but they. You know what? I I do these workouts. I run through these competitions myself because I don't compete in my own. But I run through them 
at least twice, right? So, so you run, you run yourself through the crappy versions of the workouts. Well, yeah, I'm letting you guys get what I had to do, not get what I had to do. And in, in the fact that I trim it down sometimes, cause I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. Not because I'm some elite athlete. Like I know I'm not stupid cause my elite athletes are dying <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm crushed. No. So yeah, I'm sure your athletes are like, Oh man, another comp's coming up. He's going to make us test him out. No. So this funny you say that because what happens every time we have a competition, I have, I have to have our best athletes test it because I have to see what the thresholds are. Mm-hmm. Right. So he'll come in. It's a long process. I'm very meticulous. I, you know, it, I, I commend them for being patient with me, mm-hmm. um, but it's a long process and, and then they know I want to get it right. So they'll come in, we'll run through it a certain way. And I'm, and of course, I'm sitting here. I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, ah, too much, too little. And they're like, no, dude, trust me, it's good. And uh, but then I want to change something and retest it. So they go through it again. Yeah. Well, the downfall for them is they compete. <laughs> Come competition day, yeah, they got to do it then, and they got to run through it with their teams because yeah. they're not doing it with their teams. Exactly. They're, you know what I mean? So they're doing really our competition uh, four times, two weeks out. Yeah. And then, you know, some people I'm sure will look at them like, oh, well, that's unfair. Well, one, you release the workouts yeah. plenty in advance. And as, as hard as you might find it to believe, your teams don't always no, land up in don't. first place. No. Yeah. Our competitions are tough, dude. Like, we get people from all over. And, uh, yeah, they 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 got some tough competitions. We From Columbus, yeah. some teams around here, it, they push them hard. And, yeah, they don't get an advantage because, first off, they're not doing it with their team. Mm-hmm. And, second we're usually testing the workouts about two days before we release them. So people want two extra days and they yeah. think it's going to make a difference. No, you wouldn't even test them anyways. Yeah. I see when, I see when people test them and, and you can tell when they don't. Cause I can even tell when, when teams yep. haven't tested them out. Yep. So, but yeah. So you said eight years about that you've been doing CrossFit. Yeah, dude, it's can't believe it. I didn't realize it really until I just went and got, got my level two cause my five year certification was yeah. up. So I was in CrossFit for three years prior to even taking my L1. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my L1 just, well, it expires here in a couple of months. So just re-upped, got my L2. And uh, yeah, so that's eight years. It's so, crazy. And so why have you stayed with it? Uh, I mean, aside from the, being a gym owner. freaking people, I'm dude. pretty sure even if you didn't own a gym, you'd still be doing this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's not the gym owner thing. Uh, it's the people. Not necessarily the, the CrossFit entire community, but the people you know it's hard. You get so attached to everybody. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. You know, everything about them, you hang out with them, you, you go eat with them. It's, they actually, you know, they become your best friends because mm-hmm. you first, you have an appreciation for each other because you both go through the, the crappiest yeah. hour. You, you suffer, you suffer know, together, with the, you know, the right, right side, right side by side. I don't side. care if you beat me or I beat you, but we both want to progress. Um, so it pushes each other. Um, that is what initially kept me so involved was, uh, everybody was pushing everybody and not themselves. If you have the right gym, mm-hmm. right? Right gym. That's what, that's the atmosphere you have is they don't care where they finish in essence, but they care more about where you finish. And I think I remember reading a quote. It was, you know, one of those, uh, CrossFit quotes or memes or something. It said, um, CrossFit is the only sport where the last place finisher gets the loudest cheers. Absolutely. You see it all over. And it, I tell you, that's one of those, one of those coolest things about CrossFit. So when I've hit other gyms, that's the way it always is. It's something like a unspoken mm-hmm. standard, like, like 
some people don't like like that last person. Yeah. You know, you run across some of them. They like, don't clap. Yeah. And I feel them right. Because they feel like they're failing and they're not, mm-hmm. they're last, but it doesn't, it could have been a weakness of yeah. the workout. Um, but and I, everybody has a bad day. I have a lot of bad days. <laughs> <laughs> like, Today, man, I just like got my ass kicked <laughs> by looking, your own programming. Some dummy program, some dumb stuff, and it was it was horrible, man. Yeah. And, and you know, I just got my butt kicked, and I love it. Yeah. So you, you're talking about the cheering piece. So like, like I said, I'm an average athlete, and when I went to get my, my L1, like I, I don't move fast, and it, they had us doing like burpees and thrusters or something. And you know, I'm very methodical, which is a nice way of saying I'm Resting. slow. Yeah. But I'm just going at normal mo pace and uh, like all these other guys are finishing like, you know, under five minutes and I'm, I'm on track to finish maybe like eight minutes or so, but like, it's like me and like one or two other people going and like, they're all around me and they're cheering and clapping. And I'm like, no dudes, I'm, I'm just slow. It's, I'm not struggling. This is just me. This is my, the speed I operate. I was like, but this is really cool. <laughs> like I took a second to absorb it and like take it all in. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. You know, the worst is like when you're you're cheering and clapping for someone and you're like, let's go, let's go. And then they're like, bro, I still have another round. <laughs> like, Oh my bad. <laughs> like, sorry. I hate that. Like, it's almost like walking up to a chicken. Like how far along are you? <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Oh, <laughs> so you just, it's one of those things you kind of, I ask people around. Hey, like, what, hey, what round is he what, on? Yeah. Are they, how many reps is left? Oh, okay. I'm not going to say anything because yeah. you got like two more rounds left. Yeah. But yeah, I hate that dude. I feel so bad because they look at you like they want to murder you. Like <laughs> mother effer. I'm not even close. I don't need your applause. I'm like, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. But you know, I, I think one thing, no matter what gym you go to, what community you're in, that there's always that love for everyone yeah. to succeed. Absolutely, man. That's you're right. And, and, and I think for me, that's part of why. I, I keep doing this and I keep paying to do it and I paid to be a coach and I pay for, you know, seminars and I read books because it's, it's that love that you see, you know, and I mean, like I said, being in the military, that's about the only other place I see that kind of camaraderie and brotherhood is in CrossFit. Yeah, you're right, dude. I would say structure as well mm-hmm. for military. It's, I think military. It suits us well. Suits military well, but now you're seeing it incorporated to more military mm-hmm. training programs, which is really cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things like people, people will come in and I'll meet with them and we'll talk about CrossFit and it's one of those things you really can't explain. Mm-hmm. Like you have to experience it. You have to experience it. If, if I try to explain it to you, you still like, well, you're crazy, mm-hmm. right? No, man. It's one of those things. I don't even try to explain. You come in and you're going to find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is what CrossFit is. And it, it's one of those things, man, like. No matter what you do, it's going to happen and you're going to meet the coolest people in the world mm-hmm. and you just can't explain to them that everybody in here is going to be your best friend and your biggest cheerleader. Yep. To give a good example of that, on my last deployment, uh, we actually were fortunate enough to have a CrossFit box there, a nonprofit affiliate, CrossFit Undisclosed. And What's you got up, one Sebastian? Of guys, yeah, you got one of you guys up there, Seth. And he just threw a big comp and it's really awesome that he was able to do that. And actually, um, there was a big article in the, the Central Command newspaper about the competition so it was good to see him get some all those guys get some cred for that yeah dude. but um the base i was at we had it was a uh, you know un so we had french italian germans all that stuff and there was one uh french i think he was a pilot and he had never done crossfit and he saw us out in the parking lot one day doing it all and he just decided to join us and he kept going and he kept coming and kept coming and uh it was his last workout 
I was like, Hey, we, you know, we're going to miss you, blah, blah. You know? And I told him, I was like, at the very end, I was like, Hey, uh, you know what the craziest thing about this is Francois? And he was like, uh, what, what is it? I was like, we pay money to do this shit back in the United States. Yeah. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, we pay a lot of money. And I'm like, I pay like 150 bucks. This is when I was in Texas. And then like other, other guys like 150, man, I pay 200. And everybody starts firing off their prices. He's like, you guys pay that much money to get tortured like this? And we're like, yeah, bro. And that, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's part of it, man. People think it's expensive, but in all honesty, they don't really know what they're paying for. They're yeah. not, you're paying it's, for fitness, but you're paying for so much more. It's an investment in my future. You know, I want to be able to see my grandkids. All right. So bringing this to a close, tell us what you think. Send us an email or voicemail or et cetera uh, with the, on our, one of our social media channels. So on Facebook and Instagram, we are One More Rep Podcast. On Twitter, uh, we are uh, at Can I Get One More. And also our email is can I get one more at gmail.com. So thanks for joining me, bro. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hit and, us up. Yeah, hit us up. And like one of my uh, old mentors, he told me like the reason why he does CrossFit because he wants to be able to wipe his own ass when he's 80. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a, yeah.